Yo, 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 JC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventures crew, led by Honky Zack Bacon. Then there's Aaron Goody, Hilarious and Raven. Billy Tally is fierce. Jay a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew, but he ghosted on the bunch. Let's start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hey, hey, hello, everybody, and welcome back to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. I am your host, Lynn, and this is a podcast where I talk about how much I love the show Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel. If you have not seen it, you might still enjoy this episode, but who knows. But thanks for listening anyway. This is episode 23. Holy cats. Thank you, everyone, for sticking with me for 23 episodes. It's really exciting. Um, I just want to tell you right away that I had a horrible technical difficulty when editing my podcast and my audacity crashed and I pretty much lost the entire file. So this is what I'm doing. I'm re-recording this episode and I'm going to try to do it with minimal editing, like no editing, because it takes me like two and a half to three hours to edit one of these episodes. And I work full time in a nursing home during a pandemic. So I don't have a lot of extra time and I'm stressed out and tired most of the time. So I'm going to do this in one take and you're going to be on, you're going to be on this journey with me. And I actually decided I'm going to need a beer for this. So that's a Miller Lite being opened. And now we will start the podcast. Okay. So this episode is talking about the latest Screaming Room episode, which was Gunslinger Ghosts. So the Screaming Room, as most of you probably know, is the kind of episode where they are all sitting, all four of the Ghost Adventures crew are sitting in Zach Bagan's own private screening room. I think it's in his house. And they watch one of their older episodes and they talk about the evidence and, you know, interesting facts about the investigation, the people they met, things like that. So they're really super, 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 super fun. And I love them very much. Okay, let's start. So they're in the screening room or the screaming room. And this episode is where they go back to Tombstone. So I guess back in 2009, they did an original investigation in Tombstone and they went to the Birdcage Theater. So this episode that they're watching is in 2014 where they return to Tombstone and do some further investigations. So this episode opens in the screaming room and Aaron and Billy are goofing around and they're wearing cowboy hats and... Zach comes in and he's like, hey, you guys are wearing cowboy hats. And they're like, yeah, we know what episode we're going to be watching. And Zach's just wearing his ball cap. But Jay's like, hey, I guess I missed the memo. Because he wasn't wearing a cowboy hat, nor any hat. And Zach was kind of touching his hair. He's like, I, I like it when you don't wear a hat because it has soft hair. Anyway, so 
Zach says in the screaming room that this is one of his very favorite intros to an episode because they shot it kind of like a little mini movie. It's like in black and white or sepia tone and they're all dressed like cowboys and they're they're going down the middle of the main street to have like a gunfight with these other cowboys and there's you know extras in there pretending to be like the rival cowboys and then there's some um, just two ladies on the side dressed in what we We'll learn later in the episode, Zach calls floozy dresses, and they're like, ooh, you know, oh my. So um, Zach says he didn't plan that whole intro, but he thought of it like maybe an hour before they shot it, and he found these characters, and he kind of decided who was going to say what, and they shot it, and it was actually pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. And Zach says he deserves an Academy Award for this intro. It uh, it was a it was a cool intro, but you know, Zach Academy Awards are for movies, so maybe a Golden Globe. You know, if you're lucky, I don't know. Okay, so he says that even though they were acting, it felt really real. You know, just being in that environment, dressed like the you know cowboys of the day. They start with the birdcage, and then they're going to go on to investigate the big nose Kate's saloon. So Zach says, why do you think they call it Big Nose Kate's? And Billy's like, um, probably because she had a big nose. And Zach's like, yeah, that totally makes sense. And then Jay says, um, well, she was probably nice, which was super endearing of Jay to say because he's so cute. And of course, she was probably a really nice person. Just because she has a big nose doesn't mean she wasn't nice. Okay. So they start off the episode going into the Birdcage Theater, however, to pay their respects to a guy that they had originally interviewed back in 2009 named Leroy Collins or something. I'll figure it out. His name was Leroy anyway. And he had recently been shot and killed and in, I don't know, he recently been shot and killed, okay? And it was really pr- super fresh. And in the screaming room, they talk about, oh my gosh, I couldn't remember how recent that shooting was. And it was kind of, you know, awkward because the guy they were interviewing about him was, you know, still kind of, you know, raw from the shooting itself and what happened. And the guy even said, I can't really talk about it because it's still going to trial. Like that's how recent this shooting was. In the episode, they talk about how they wanted to go back because there was a missing piece of evidence that they didn't see the first time, I guess, they watched the 2009 episode. So there was this um, stagecoach at the black, at the black, at the birdcage theater. And the stagecoach is called the Black Mariah or something like that. And Aaron goes underneath the stagecoach and he gets grabbed. So, but when this happens, there's a white mist that's caught on the camera. And in the screaming room, Aaron says that you can look at that, that white mist and it even looks like an arm. And Billy says, well, I wonder what that was. And Zach says, well, clearly it was an apparition. But Zach, I don't think that's what Billy meant. I think Billy meant like, was it a person? Was it someone, you know, in the stagecoach earlier? Was it, you know, 
just a piece of energy? Was it residual? You know, whatever. I think Zach took it a little too literally anyway. So then in the episode, they talked to a woman named Darba Joe Butler, who in the original 2009 episode, like did a reenactment with them and she fell down the stairs. And I think that was unplanned, that fall. And she had been caught by something unseen, like a spirit or something caught her. And so she didn't break her neck or die. And in the screaming room, they talk about how that could have been a deadly fall. And that was amazing. Like you could just see her stopping when she was falling and she was like saved by a spirit. So the screaming room, they talked about how the 2014 episode was a lot of updates and revelations from the old episode back in 2009. So they're interviewing a tour guide in the Birdcage Theater. And even the tour guide says he was touched. And he's like this old guy. You know, I think he was like on a microphone or singing or something. And he got touched and because it was kind of freaky for him. And, you know, Zach's in the screaming room is all like, hey, I like the way that guy talked. You know, he was like, you know, in, in, imitating him. But then he was like, well, I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying I like the way he talks. So, you know, don't get mad. I, uh, I'm, I'm saying I like the way he talks. Anyway, so then they go talk about talk to a woman tour guide, uh, Patricia, who is basically constantly being touched when she's giving tours and she dresses in one of these floozy dresses as part of her costume and the tours and she says like she gets touched every day and in the screaming room Zach says it was interesting to have to interview a woman who gets touched privately he says and I'm like privately what does that mean does that mean like in her private parts which I guess that is what he meant because he also said that he got touched in his like nether regions too which he'll go into more detail later and then the woman said she actually at one point felt a hand running up her leg which is super creepy back in the screaming room zach talks about how he loves all this wild west stuff and all the mining town episodes they do and it kind of brings him into this like cool headspace like a peace like feelings of peace and he just really enjoys it. And in one of these buildings, there is an old mirror that's been hanging there since 1881. I mean, crazy. They say it hasn't even been touched since 1881. And in the episode, Zach says that if you look through this mirror, instead of like seeing your own reflection, you may see spirits. And I'm like, duh, of course. Yeah, because it's a mirror, one which is a portal. And, you know, I never like looking in mirrors, especially at night, because I'm convinced I'm going to see a spirit standing either behind me or in front of me or whatever. But yeah, um, mirrors definitely are portals for spirits. I think they even proved that in one of the earlier episodes that we talked about on this podcast. Okay, so the screaming in the screaming room, the guys talk about the first time they were there and they got to play poker at the birdcage and they said how it was like a super amazing experience to kind of sit there like in the shoes of these past characters 
playing poker. And Zach's like, it's a whole nother world. And Zach says he likes wearing costumes because he feels more a part of the atmosphere, you know, and the surroundings. And the guys agree and they say, yeah, we might look more familiar to the spirits too. You know, they might be more, you know, apt to come talk to us or, you know, approach us or communicate with us because we look familiar to them because we look old timey just like they are. And then Zach says, or, you know, we could be wearing like the opposing gang's colors and the spirits could get like angry. So that was funny. So we mentioned that they go to honor Leroy, but they say that Leroy had his favorite quote was, this is a town too tough to die or too tough to die in. That was Leroy Colomy's quote. And then Zach in the screaming room says, rest in peace, Leroy. So that was a touching moment. So the thing about Big Nose Kate's and the Birdcage Theater were that they were the only two places that survived the fire of 1882. And Zach says in the screaming room, he says that he gets sad when he visits these places because he wants to go back in time and be there and and be with all the people who were living at the time. But then he realizes clearly that all those people are dead now and that we're all here in here for a limited time so Zach's basically having some sort of existential crisis right there in the screaming room realizing that death is inevitable you know so Billy asks Zach if he had a past life and Zach was like a 100% totes totes my goats okay so In the episode, they talk about how the fire had destroyed everything but the theater and the bar area of the Grand Hotel. So it wasn't Big Nose Kate's back then. It was just the Grand Hotel, and this bar area survived the fire, and they rebuilt it, and it became this Big Nose Kate's saloon. And then they talk about more history of the area, like the McCleary gang, you know, all were shot at the OK Corral, which must be there in Tombstone. And in this screaming room, Zach says the closest he can get to time travel is like doing these episodes with these, um, in these places with these costumes. And he feels like he belongs back in that time. So, you know, Zach's really having some sort of moment, all right? So then in the episode, they are talking about a strange guy named Swamper who lived in the basement of Big Nose Kate's. And they decided to come back to do this investigation because people started having experiences in the basement and they were thinking that it's that Swamper guy hanging out down there and haunting the place. And in the screaming room, they talk about how this was like a super great, this guy was super great because he like dug holes down from the basement when he was living there and he stole silver from the mines, you know? And like in the episode, they even talk about how no one paid attention to this guy because he was just like weird old guy that was living in the basement and they didn't even pay any attention that, to the fact that he was digging holes or they paid no mind to him digging holes, I guess. And in the screaming room, 
Billy talks about how the guy that they got to play Swamper in the reenactments is some guy that they just found at a local bar. Like they went to a bar after their shooting or something and found this guy who looked perfect as Swamper. So they just were like, hey, you want to be in this, you know, reenactment thingy? And he said yes, and he was perfect. So that was pretty cool. Little, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes trivia. So in the episode, they talk about how did Swamper die and... It was legend that the miners finally discovered what Swamper was doing, you know, digging holes and stealing the silver ore from their mines. And rumor is that they, the miners killed him. So then they go to talk to another tour guide who said that he has been grabbed, like his vest was grabbed and he was actually physically pulled back. And in the screaming room, Zach talks about how, like, you can even see that this guy was, like, a super tough guy, you know. And even this super tough guy was scared. Like, you could see how scared he was. And then, so they were talking about, you know, the basement, obviously, where Swamper was. And Aaron says to Zach, didn't you lock me down there? And Zach was like, uh, like, probably, you know. Which is true, because Zach's always locking Aaron into places. So then some weird thing happens right before they're about to start the actual investigation. Someone apparently down the street has a heart attack and there's emergency vehicles all outside down the street. So they're like, okay, um, plan B, we're going to not start at Big Nose Kate's like we were intended to. We're going to start at the birdcage. So they decide to go to the birdcage. And this that um, tour guide Patricia was there and she said that all day like crazy stuff was happening at the bird cage and she said all day she was getting repeatedly touched like more so than usual like all day long and then Zach in the screaming room he's like well, you know, come on, you know, if I were dead and basically wearing an invisible cloak, uh, you know, wouldn't you want to, you know, touch a pretty girl? He didn't really say that, but that's what he was implying. And all the guys are like, what? What are you, what are you saying, Zach? What are you trying to say? And, uh, you know, he wouldn't come out and say, you know, he would be like groping ladies if he were invisible or dead and invisible. But it was like, hey. That's like a spiritual hashtag me too moment, okay? It's like, even if you're dead, even if you're a spirit, don't touch ladies, okay? It's not your place. Guys, don't touch women without their permission, you know? And don't talk talk about them either. Even if they're wearing a floozy dress, don't talk about, you know, how their, uh, you know, cleavage pops out of said flu- floozy dresses, you know, just walk on by, okay? Keep it to yourself. Okay. In the screaming room, they talk about how they didn't want to let Patricia go. They wanted to use her in the investigation because she was being so affected all day long. So they were like, we can't let her go because, you know, these these ghosts are clearly attracted to her. And they were like, well, let's also use Ashley, who is their still photographer at the time and was also Jay Wasley's wife at the time, I believe. 
because this was way back in 2014, they said, let's put Ashley in a floozy dress too and put them together and we'll see if we can, you know, get the spirits all riled up and do something. And Billy is like, yeah, why would you throw out a lure that's working so well? Which is, you know, a nice analogy, I suppose. So in the episode, Ashley does put on the floozy dress and goes with Patricia to see if she can, you know, get touched or grope. And in the screaming room, they're talking about floozy dress. Uh, and they're it's like joking about like, hey, is is that, you know, a technical term, you know, floozy dress? And Zach asked the guys, hey, why did you just put on cowboy hats? You know, you should have worn your floozy dress. And Jay, who's funny, he says, it's a little early for my floozy dress, <laughs> which I thought was funny. So in the back in the episode, Jay is at Nerve Center, and he is hearing all sorts of noises coming from the birdcage bar area. And it sounds like moaning or wailing. And then in the screaming room, they talk about how they totally debunked it because it was actually someone at the bar next door to the birdcage that was singing karaoke. And Zach's like, sorry, we mistook your singing for the worst wailing we've ever heard. Which was kind of funny, but, you know, kind of um, a little mean too, but. You know, because karaoke is hard, you know. Um, Zach said, Zach actually said that he tried karaoke one night when they were there. And he tried to sing a Johnny Cash song. And halfway through the song, he got so embarrassed that he just stopped, quit, put the microphone down and walked away. And he was like, I sound better in my shower. And Jay's like, yeah, showers and cars are the best places to sing. Yeah, duh. I agree, at least with my car I don't really sing in the shower but yeah karaoke is terrible it's hard to sing and sound good and it's really hard to listen to people to sing. listen to people sing because it's not fun I don't know why people do this it's terrible anyway so the investigation officially begins at the birdcage and you know they're doing the experiment with Patricia and Ashley and their floozy dresses and they're as trigger objects and they also have a this old Victrola which is hooked up to like an iPad or iPod or something that's playing old timey saloon music. So like player piano type music, you know, the kind of stuff you'd hear like behind a silent movie, you know, that kind of thing. And they have like four kinds of cameras shooting. They've got the SLS, the thermal, the full spectrum camera where Zach is actually just taking stills with the full spectrum camera. And then they have the typical X cameras with the night vision. So they've got like all the all the cameras. So then Zach sees a ball of light with his own eyes. And is, he gets super excited. And he's trying to catch it on the full spectrum camera. But he forgets he's not on video mo- mode. So he's just like rapidly trying to shoot the picture. Like shoot the camera to catch it. And he actually catches this light anomaly in four frames and it's really cool because you see it like come down toward the ladies and then sort of change shape and go up so that was a really cool uh, find in their investigation a cool visual so then in the screaming room you can see Zach watching this episode and he's like super riveted by the evidence and he's like 
you know what? I'd really like to go back there. We have we have to go back there to investigate. And then Zach, you know, he says something. He, he's like, you know, you guys are all my brothers. And I we always say things to each other that are super brotherly. And he goes, like, Jay has the softest hair. And he starts petting Jay's head, which is really funny. And Jay's kind of embarrassed, but he lets him do it. It's, it's pretty cute. He says it's like a stress reliever, you know, like kind of like a stress ball. Okay, so back in the episode... These cowboys, oh, Aaron, is, you know, Aaron and Zach are dressed like cowboys and they're walking up to the ladies and they're trying to instigate, you know, some reaction from the spirits. So Aaron is say, speaking out loud and saying, these cowboys are going to, you know, talk to these, to the ladies. Are you going to be okay if we go talk to these pretty ladies? And um, in the screaming room, Billy says it's funny how like their stature changes when they're wearing these these uh cowboy costumes you know and then Zach gets up and starts demonstrating the big like macho walk you know down down uh down the screaming room steps and everything you know acting like real tough guys and then back in the episode the music that they were playing over the Victrola the old-timey saloon music just stops and in the screaming room, Billy said, he said it should not have happened because that music was like on a continuous loop. So in the episode, the girls are then left alone and they're sitting there chatting in one part of the birdcage theater. And it's really cool. It's a really neat piece of evidence. She, uh, Patricia is like kind of leaning on something like holding on with both her hands and this her a piece of her hair like a big chunk of her hair like flips back like flips up and back like not a very natural thing you would do with your hair so everyone sees it and they're like they try to debunk it and they have like different camera angles and you can see that her other hand didn't move like it wasn't her flipping her own hair so it was really cool and she said she's like I I felt something but I didn't want to say anything just in case it wasn't something you know but it was totally a ghost playing with her hair and in the screaming room everyone's super excited and are like we totally are going back there so then back in the episode the full there are now using full spectrum video and that catches a dark shadow passing by like the f the frame so you can see this like dark shadow that is only picked up on the full spectrum camera so it's only in one you know one of the spectrums caught on that camera so it's not on the night vision or thermal or anything like that and patricia says that she feels like the ghost that touched her hair or was in the room with them was a totally new ghost that she's never encountered before because it was actually making her sick. And in, that never happens. Like she usually doesn't get sick when she's at the birdcage. So then I think the ladies are dismissed and then Zach and Aaron go in together. And in the screaming room, Zach says he likes cowboy Zach better than regular Zach. And Aaron says, yeah, I do too. Ha, 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 ha. 
And then Zach talks about how he was touched in his nether regions and he sort of enjoyed it. Well, he said it didn't hurt him. He kind of liked it. And Billy says, well, now we know why he wants to go back so bad. You know, he got the, he got the felt, felt down, I guess, by a ghost. Okay. Oh, when Billy says that, Zach throws a handful of popcorn at Billy. So that's funny. Okay. Back in the episode, they say that it felt really different that time that they were there than the first time they were there in 2009. And they're showing Aaron and Zach walking around in their cowboy outfits. And in the screaming room, Billy laughs and he says that Zach looks like Inspector Gadget in his like hat and long coat. And uh, Zach is like, wow, this is like, like Attack Zach episode, right? And Aaron says, no, he looks like Darkwing Duck. You know, leave it to Aaron to be like, you know, comparing him to a cartoon character or whatever. And then Jay compares him to Dick Tracy. So they're all like having fun at Zach's expense. So back in the episode, they get footsteps. They hear footsteps downstairs. And so Aaron and Zach go downstairs to the poker room. And there's also these little rooms that are used, that were used for, I guess, um, good times with ladies of the evening. But they were roped off, but you could put your hand in them. They're like, they were closed to the public, but you could look into them. And Zach, they was doing like burst EVP sessions, like throughout the poker room and in these little, you know, little bedroom sort of rooms. In the screaming room, he talks about how those were the rooms where hanky panky would happen, and everyone, so and everyone's like playing total dumb. They're like, "What do you mean hanky panky?" Because Zach's like doing things with his hands, like making motions with his hands. They're like, what do you mean hanky panky? Something they were holding hands. What was going on? Like they're totally playing dumb. And uh, Zach's like, you know, when a man, when two people go inside each other, he says something really weird like that. And then he finally says, sax, I'm talking about sax. And they all just bust out laughing because they, they made him say it. So in the episode, you know, Zach's doing these burst e- uh, EVP sessions with the digital recorder. And he gets a voice. He gets a class A EVP saying, I'm trying to hear like maybe he he figures maybe he's trying to communicate with a spirit and the spirit is saying like, I'm trying to hear you or, you know, I, I see you, but I'm trying to hear you, something like that. And then at the same time, a light anomaly passes by the recorder, like on, on camera. So that was pretty cool. And it's really interesting always when, you know, there's like two pieces of evidence having simultaneously like something visual and something audio. And in the screaming room, that's what they start talking about. Like when, how neat it is when they get two or three things happening at once to kind of validate that something is going on. And Jay just mentions that it happens a lot when they're using the spirit box. They can, they see an anomaly go into the spirit box or buy the spirit box, which is true. We've seen that a lot. So then they go to the Big Nose Kate Saloon and they go into the swamper area down downstairs and they talk about they talk about how cool it is that they get to go down into these areas that are untouched. 
So the the um, regular Joes, you know, tour guides don't go down into like some of these areas that they get to go into. So they're talking about how super cool it was. But to get to this area, they had to walk through a gift shop and Zach is using the SLS and he sees like this figure that looks like a person. He's like, oh my God, there's somebody standing right there. And then they realize it's a mannequin, totally a mannequin. But they, they talk about like how dark it is that they can't see anything that of course, you know, it's a, you know, they can't tell it's a mannequin through the SLS until they're like, see it, you know, up close. And Jay in the screaming room talks about how the debunked stamp, because they debunk it, you know, the debunked stamp is so new. So I guess maybe they started it back in 2014. I don't know. Okay, so Aaron is down in the swamper area with Zach, and he starts getting chills and, you know, starting to feel affected. And then Zach, in the screaming room, Billy says to Zach, remember when you had a dungeon in your house? Because the swamper area has like this these bars. It's really strange looking. I don't know if it's like a bar, bars or a cage or what. But Billy asked Zach if he remembers when he had a dungeon in his house. And Zach was like, yeah, that dungeon is what totally caused all this bad stuff to happen in my house. And then led to me eventually moving out. And I'm like thinking, well, what do you think is going to happen if you're, if you build a dungeon in your house? Like nothing good happens in dungeons, you know? So if you're building a dungeon, you're just kind of instigating negativity, I think. So he actually had to move and they talk about like what happened um, to the dungeon. And I think Zach said that the new owners ripped out the dungeon and like, yeah, that would be the first thing to go probably. So back in the episode, they get an SLS figure that's standing like right outside this like cage area where Swamper lives. And it kind of looks like it's dancing and, you know, it's moving its arms up and down and it's doing kind of a weird little thing. And so Zach tells the figure, you know, jump down from there and the figure disappears. So I don't know if it was like responding intelligently, you know, so that was kind of cool. So then in the screaming room, Billy asked, like, if they were you guys allowed to go into that scary cage area? You know, I mentioned there was a, like a cage in there. And Zach is like, yeah, we totally got to go in there. In fact, I went in there. And Aaron was like, uh, no, I don't think so. And Billy guesses that Aaron was actually the one who goes in. And Zach is like, well, I can't really remember, but I'm pretty sure that I went in there. So Aaron bets Zach 20 bucks that he was the one who went in there first. And Zach took the bet. I don't know why he took the bet. And he was like, no, totally. And I'll, I'll bet you that. That's a bet. And they were like, why isn't anybody, everybody else getting in on this bet and Jay's like well it's not betting if we all agree because of course Aaron's gonna be the one to go in there you know we all know this so they're watching the episode and the SLS camera suddenly shuts off and you can see also that the temperature drops in the room and then Zach says in the episode Aaron I want you to go in there And then in the screaming room, everyone bursts out laughing and goes crazy because Aaron won the 20 bucks. Because of course, of course, Zach made Aaron go in first. 
you know, I totally would have won that $20 too. So back in the episode, they're hearing footsteps and Aaron's in this cage area, of course, alone because Zach left him alone in there and he's feeling super uneasy and, you know, they're hearing footsteps. And in the screaming room, Jay talks about how scary it is to be there and you're there in the pitch black darkness. You can't see a thing and you and it's super quiet. And then all of a sudden you hear footsteps like, ooh, like I've got chills just thinking about it. Like how scary that would be. Okay, so then they wrap up the episode. Like that was a bit, that was about it for the evidence. And they wrap up the episode and they're kind of talking about how they're kind of speculating whether there's ghosts everywhere and what if we could see them all the time. And Zach is like, you guys are like my three brothers. And I believe that there are ghosts everywhere, but they, that some do some do move on and he says that they help them to move on and he also says that by doing this work these spirits leave imprints on them like um like their energy leaves an imprint on them which is like a drug to them which is why they keep going back and doing it more and more and more because it's like this unbelievable you know, sensation of being with the spirits. And they talked, I think it was in the last episode where they talked about how if you get touched by a spirit, it's no joke because it's like the the spirit is putting its spiritual spiritual energy in you. Like it's a spiritual thing, go, like a spirit, not like spiritual, like, you know, religious, but like spirit energy going into you. So that was kind of cool. So that wraps up that episode. It was a lot of fun, super fun. Um, I enjoyed talking about it twice now because now I've recorded this podcast twice. And I'm going to do minimal editing. So if I fumbled and flumbled, I'm going to say flumble, yeah, just because I can. Um, and it's still in this podcast. It's because I didn't edit it out because I don't have an extra three hours to spend editing. Okay, so thank you for being so patient with me and listening to my flumbling around and listening to episode 23 of the podcast. Oh my God, so amazing. I can't believe it's been 23 episodes. I really appreciate you guys sticking around with me. I hope this wasn't too painful to listen to a slight, I'm I'm sure I'm going to edit a little bit, but mostly unedited episode just so I could get it out there. And please be safe out there. There's still a pandemic. Please stay home if you can. But if you have to go outside, wear your mask, wash your hands, you know, go for a walk, but wear your mask. Just be responsible because we're all in this together. And when you don't wear your mask, you are spreading. You don't know what, right? You could be asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic and you could be spreading this virus. So please, 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 everyone wear your masks, be responsible, be good citizens because we're not, it's not stopping. It's still spiking in areas because people are not believing that this is a real thing. They finally believe it when a loved one of theirs gets really sick or dies, you know, which is a shame that should not have to happen. Anyway, that's my rant about wearing masks and the spread of the coronavirus. Okay, 
Um, now I'm also going to tell you to be kind to each other and support very important movements such as the Black Lives Matter movement. And then I'm going to tell you that I love you all and I appreciate everything, all your listening, all your support. Please email me at I love ghost adventures podcast at gmail.com. That's all spelled out. I love ghost adventures podcast at gmail.com or tweet at me, follow the podcast on Twitter at I love GAC podcast. That's at I love GAC podcast. And again, thank you so much for listening. I really, 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 really appreciate it. Especially if I end up putting this episode up with like no editing. So I appreciate it. Okay. I will talk at you later. Okay. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.